Hey guys, we've added some timestamps into our episode description, so if you want to skip straight to the discussion, you're more than welcome to. However, if you want to keep listening and catch up with us, hear us talk a bit of shit and also about our recommendations, then keep on listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Unapologetically Asian, a place where we talk about navigating through adulthood as Asian Australians. You're joined as always by Tiana and Twee. Hey, hey, hey. Hello there. How are you? I am good. How are you? Both got our cups of warm tea. Mm -hmm. We're in our cozy pajamas. Sweatpants and a jumper hoodie. Sweatpants, hair tie, chilling with no makeup on. That's when you were the prettiest. I hope that you don't take it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you enjoyed that rendition of uh, Drake. Hope you guys are all comfy and cozy. So Twee, what have you been listening to this week or watching or reading or consuming? I've got a few song recommendations for today. Yes, yes, yes. So the first one up is three songs from a talented, stunning lady named Janae Aiko. Mm -hmm. So the first one is a bit of an oldie, not too much of an oldie. I think she came out with this song either one or two years ago, Um, but it's called Ola or O-L-L-A, which stands for Only Lovers Left Alive. That's very poetic. It's such an upbeat, fun song. Highly recommend it. The next one is from her latest album called Shalombo. I have no idea what Shalombo means. I don't know if it's a name or like word in another language. Unsure, but I think she came out with this album pretty recently, like either this month or last month. One of my favorite songs from the album is called Magic Hour. It's just really calming, soothing, and you know, Janae just has this aura about her. She's just like, you know, the feeling you're just like dazed as fuck. That's the feeling that you get when you listen to her music. It's just an out of world experience. She's just so cute, um, soothing, calming. Funny story. Um, I have seen her perform mm. before, mm-hmm. but it took us, well, it took me like two tickets to actually get to see her because I think one time she came, she ended up canceling her show. I think it happened again the next time we got tickets, but eventually I was able to see her. The thing about her is that she's one of those people who sound exactly like the records. Mm. Yeah, she is amazing live. Anyway, um, I've got two more artists. I'll just quickly mention them. The next one is Law. Law? Love? 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 I'm not sure. Love. Um, <laughs> but two songs from his latest album. First one's called Julia. And the next one's called Sweatpants. Just give it a listen. And the last... One is by Tanache. This is a bit of an oldie, but oh, fuck me. It's a good song. It's one of those songs where I just like pump on when, you know, I'm in the shower and I'm just like dancing my little heart out, singing my little heart out. It's so good, but um, it's called Save Room for Us. Ooh, okay. And you should also watch the music video with it too. It's like just her like dancing around and stuff, but it's just such boss lady vibes. Those are my recos for today. What about you? I've also got some music recos. So there was a music festival that was going to be held next week at the Yarra Valley Winery called Wine Machine. Rest in peace. <laughs> but it's been postponed to the end of the year. But myself oh, nice. and some fellow grads, we were going to go together. Um, and I had a look at the lineup and, you know, I knew a few artists and I knew a few of the songs from each artist, but, you know, I wasn't like a massive fan of any. But what I decided to do was go into Spotify and listen to the Wine Machine playlist. And man, I was sold after listening (laughs) to this playlist because 
the music is just so happy mm. and it's like that happy dance music that's very like euphoric and it puts you in a good mood it's like dance party music so some of the artists include young franco the jungle giants hot dub time machine we've also got naked and famous and also you guys might have heard of bag raiders they do that shooting star song that goes it's the meme song <laughs> <laughs> as soon as i heard it i was like yep i'm sold i reckon this will be a fun vibe with some good people and um you know bev or two definitely a good playlist i think to listen to if you just want to be in a happy mood and you know just dance around the house which i think is important to do especially if you're working from home all day <laughs> <laughs> to get up and do yeah, a bit of a boogie a bit of exercise in you know a bit of cardio <laughs> bit of a self-directed zumba <laughs> speaking of work i've actually just reached um one year at my current job Woo-hoo, congrats yeah, fired yet but who knows what the economy will lead to soon no. <laughs> no just kidding hopefully i'm just kidding anyway yeah so it's been a year i think i've somewhat settled down now kind of got the ropes but there's still so much to learn out there what about you Tiana you recently started your new job how are you settling in yeah so I've just started a grad program I started at the end of January mm-hmm. and it has been a whole lot of fun it's been awesome to meet new people it's been awesome to work for a new company in a new industry but not gonna lie there has been a huge learning curve yeah not only in terms of um, a lot of technical and industry terms that I was unfamiliar with until this year so because I work in a technology company there's just a whole a lot of jargon whole lot of <laughs> jargon mate like so, like I'm not gonna lie in my first couple of meetings the managers like to me all right Tiana I just want you to write down everything that you don't know I was like sir say no more I look at my book I've got like pages and pages full of like oh question mark God. what's that question mark actually my first group meeting they're all talking about all this shit that I could not understand for the life of me and I was just sitting there like what the fuck question marks everywhere (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like not only has that been so interesting to learn but another thing that I found that I'm learning as well is how to settle into Mm. this new culture how to make friends how to make a good first impression there's just so much that comes with starting at a new workplace Mm. there's so much that comes with starting a new job a new role or even starting in a new team Mm. so that's why Twee and I thought that we'd spend this episode to talk about some things that we've learned along the way that's kind of helped us be in the best position that we can possibly be Mm -hmm. to start a new role or in a new team or a new job yep so the first question is, um, how do you make a good first impression? I feel as though first impressions are so important when you mm-hmm. step into the office and you want to like, you know, prove your worth. <laughs> All right. So let's just say it's your first day of work, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the job. Excellent. Fantastic. You've celebrated with a few bevs on a Friday night. Gone out. Woohoo. <laughs> We've got this new job. Come Monday morning, it's time to go in and knock everyone's socks off, right? Toy? What did yeah. you do on your first day? I think for everyone's first day is you rock up early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I rocked up like 10 minutes before. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I made I sure... I definitely didn't want to be late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I made sure that I got there at least half an hour early. Oh, my I, God, really? And then I kind of just, you know, chilled in the lobby, like got a coffee. You know what I mean? Like mm. just to calm the nerves. And on your first day, you're not necessarily nervous because you've already got the job. Mm. But it's more like you're kind of anxious because it's the unknown, right? You don't know what to expect. You don't know if the person you're working for is going to be amazing or you're going to have a crap time or Mm. maybe this job won't be for you or maybe it will be. You just don't know. 
So I think it always helps to go in a little bit early. Yeah. Grab yourself a coffee or tea and just like chill out a bit. That is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm, I tend to be either on time or a bit late to everything. So <laughs> I think I like, I literally got there like 10 minutes before and I was kind of like, did I make it in time? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. So once you're in, you'll probably have like a manager or supervisor, someone like showing you the ropes, you know, like here's mm. your desk. And you'll get introduced to a shit ton of people. Oh, yes. Right? There's like a thousand names. All the Johns and Sarahs and Twees and Tianas. There's so many people. There are like literally like five, four or five Jameses in my office. Oh, really? Yeah. What a common name. What the fuck? (laughs) Do you know that some people, their name is James. They could call Jimmy as a nickname. Oh, yeah. One of them. Well, not everyone calls him Jimmy, but there have been times where people call him Jimmy. Isn't that random? Like, I don't know why. Yeah, it's like Richard know. and Dick. Like, how does what how? Yeah, I never back un- in I've the day. Never under, like, I never understood why that was a thing. Mm. There must be some reason. Yeah, it must be. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> when you meet someone for the first time, try to make a mental effort of remembering their name. I know, like, we're not all named people. We don't all have um, genius brains. We remember everything. Mm. But if you can try to somewhat at least remember what their name starts with or whatever. What I did on my first day was every single person that like I had a meeting with or every single person that like I met, I would then go back to my um, notebook and like try to jot down their wow, name. Wow, you're so diligent. <laughs> I'm the worst person to like, you know, be giving out advice when it comes to names because I am terrible with names. But there have been a few tips and tricks that I've mm. come across not that I implement them myself, but people tell me do. Mm. One is when you first learn their name, mm. like for example, Tiana, hi, nice to meet you. You try to repeat their names as many times as possible during the conversation that you have with them. Mm, okay. yeah. I've realized like sometimes when I talk to people and I don't know them that well, and it's like my first time meeting them, what they sometimes they do is like, they'll always say, try to repeat my name as much as possible. Mm. Or like when you walk past each other and still saying, oh, hey, like, if you do kind of remember the name, like, when you first meet them, just say, oh, hey, Tiana. Mm. Like, just try to keep repeating their name as much mm. as possible, and then eventually you'll remember. Yeah. Yeah. Another stupid trick I've learned is, this. I guess this only works if your name isn't that common. In conversation, you'll be like, oh, yeah, how do you spell your name again? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's and a good one, And then they'll yeah. spell it, and you'll be like, oh, yes, it's uh, Tiana. Or, Imagine their name oh. is, like, Bob. And you're yeah. like, how do you spell your <laughs> name again? <laughs> The only way that uh, everyone spells it. Oh my god, that'd be so awkward. <laughs> Honestly, like, cut yourself some slack here. It's your first day, you're gonna meet heaps of people. And you know what? People are generally forgiving because it's yeah, like, they know you're very you, forgiving. So. Yeah. Okay, so, like, what about going home, right? Were you the type of person when you first started, you would work past the designated hour? Let's just say you're meant to finish at 5 30 or 6. Would you work past it on purpose? Like, or would you only leave when your manager leaves? Or, like, what's the protocol there? My manager actually encouraged me to go home early. Oh, nice. Like, because she knew that I had jack shit to do. Mm. She would be like, do you have any... She would literally walk up to me. She'd be like, so what are you doing? And I'm like, just a bit of reading <laughs> or like whatever. She'd be like, if you have nothing to do, just go. Yeah. And I kind of took advantage of that. So I just left. I'm not the star employee. <laughs> star employee here. Obviously, I'd only go home if my manager told me or mm, recommended mm. for me to go. I wouldn't voluntarily be like, I have nothing to do. Can I leave early? Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I know you stayed back heaps, didn't you, when you first started? Yeah, I mean, like, I'd stay back if I have work to do. Also, to be honest, this workplace that I'm at right now, it's very flexible. Like, they don't care what time you rock up, what time you go home, as long as you 
do your work and do it well. You know, if there was any like big cheeses, any like authoritative figures that I knew around, like big managers, I would kind of make a conscious effort to still work or stay at work until they leave. Hmm, Um, And I found like the other grads would do that as well. But then, like, because they know when you first start out, there's not much for you to do. It's like, oh, you know, if you don't have much to do, you can go. Like, you don't have to wait for us. It's fine. But I reckon like it really depends on your workplace. Yeah, 100%. It depends on your workplace and even the industries as well. Mm. Yeah. I heard that my workplace, because I work in the media industry, mm. it's actually quite rare for people to go home early or on time. I've heard like horror stories of people staying out to 11 oh, wow. p.m. each and every day. Like I know the people who work in creative agencies, like people who make ads and all that, they stay fucking full. Yeah, late. their hours are really, their really long. Fuck. Yeah. Like by the time it hits 5.30, I would say about at least 70% of my office is already gone. Mm. But I think, like, general rule of thumb is if you don't actually have any work to do, and if there's a manager there, you can be like, oh, hey, oh, is there anything else you'd like me to do? Generally speaking, they'll probably be like, oh, no, there's nothing. You're you're free to go, whatever. That's kind of so, like um, another way to leave a good, impress- a good first impression is to be proactive. Yeah, for sure. Because mm. it kind of shows that you're eager to pick up tasks and stuff. Don't be the type of person that just sits back and waits for that reason to come. Like, if you find that it's a bit stable and stagnant and kind of like you're not doing much maybe go to another teammate and be like hey did you need a hand with something i've got capacity yeah yeah much, yeah all right so let's just say you do have a shit ton of work to do right mm-hmm. and i tweet at the moment you're really busy like there's been times where <sighs> i've hit you up town. and you're like <laughs> 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 i've hit you up you'd be like fuck bro like i gotta work over time and stuff Legit. it's even worse because my laptop's at home since i'm working from home so oh. it's kind of like i'm um, so much more tempted to just like stay there and continue working until like the late hours yeah (sighs) anyway whatever so like how do you try to stay on top of it or how do you like obviously it's normal to feel stressed and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. like that's totally normal yeah but like how do you try to minimize that at work my recommendation is you to use a task management tool Mm -hmm. or find some sort of method that works for you where you have like a to-do list Mm -hmm. you write down everything that you need to do so you don't forget you will receive a lot of tasks from different people you will have a lot of things to do and you don't want to forget anything. You don't want to leave anything behind. So it's best to write things down in whether that's on the computer, on your phone or just pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like tick things off as you go. What works best for you? Like electronic or like on pen and paper? I feel as though electronic works best for me. So there's a tool called Asana, mm-hmm. which is an online web platform and task management tool. So you can use it to write down tasks and within those tasks, you can break it down to different like subtasks if you need to, mm-hmm. set deadlines on there. And then you can also group them into different buckets. So you can group them into different projects or different parts of hmm, your cool. workload. Yeah, and you can also set deadlines, yeah, pretty much like setting reminders to do it. It just helps me keep on track of what I need to do, what I need to do in the future, and helps my manager understand what my capacity is at the moment because she can see everything that's on the list Mm. herself and make a judgment of whether she'll give me extra tasks or whatnot. It really does help me keep on top of things and especially organize my day as well. For example, if I was to click on it right now, I can see all the tasks that are due today. Mm. So I... Obviously, I prioritize and focus on those. Mm-hmm. And let's just say I finish everything. I can kind of see what else I need to do within what's like coming up. So I prioritize on that. And yeah, what about you? How do you organize your daily workload? 
Okay, so at my workplace, we work in Agile. So that means that we basically have a overarching mission, basically another word for a project. So yes, I am a Russian spy, so I am on a mission. Uh, no, just kidding. Anyways, um, and we work in two-week sprints. So firstly, what we'll do every quarter is we'll plan out the epics, and the epics are the overarching things that we want to deliver for that quarter. And then we break that up into different tasks, and then we assign that per sprint. Mm. Um, to each person and daily we'll have meetings where we talk through you know what did we achieve the day before what are we planning on working on today and what blockers are in the way so blockers are like you know maybe you've got a dentist appointment so that might hinder your progress or it might be that you underestimated your workload so that's why you had to work on something extra so basically there's a lot of flexibility with this method and I guess it's a lot of transparency so you can let Mm. your team know if you need help or someone might have extra capacity so then they can volunteer to help someone within the team so yeah we have that and then also what I do is I have like a physical planner where I write down like my daily game plan and that's just basically a list of things that I need to do I also have like a calendar journal and then I use the calendar app so I make sure to sync everything on my phone on my computer Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me like when tasks and stuff are due yeah the calendar is very a very important it's so important very yeah Yeah. very useful because then that way you can do is you can like plan backwards and you feel like okay well if something is due in two weeks ideally I want to try to get it done earlier so that Mm -hmm. I can get it approved and go through all the different processes yeah even if for your job you have a lot of face-to-face meetings or meetings in general Mm. it's always good to constantly keep an eye out on your calendar to see what meetings you have up so that way you can you know plan out your day based on the working hours that you have definitely and something that i recommend is meetings take up a lot of time right Mm. so instead what you would do is in your own calendar you can block out time to do work So you create a meeting with yourself, essentially. So let's just say one o'clock to four o'clock, I'll block that out so that no one can book meetings in that time frame. Um, And then I can just spend that time doing solid work. But like, obviously, if a meeting, an important meeting came up, then I would accept that meeting. Mm. But it's just a good way for you to try to balance everything out so that you're not overwhelmed by just sitting in meetings all the time. This is kind of the same as uni, yeah? If you've got like a really big ass, like 20% worth assignment coming up, Mm then break it down into smaller tasks so you don't feel overwhelmed by this huge 20%. Yeah, don't Um, try to fit it all in 24 hours before it's due. (laughs) Don't cram it. You know, we've learned the hard way. (laughs) Cramming ain't good. But yeah, like if you break it down, then Mm. you can kind of just... Just tackle it bit by bit. Tackle it. There you go. started this job because it was my first office job I was so anxious and I didn't know how to deal with the office environment so I went out and sought advice from so many people but like number one concern was making friends in the work Mm. office I'm a sort of person who like I always keep to myself like all the other jobs that I've ever been in whether it was like retail or whatnot I just kind of like did my work and Mm. like fucked off so yeah I just thought it would be interesting to touch upon like how do you make friends 
Mm. at work and how did you maintain these relationships because like not gonna lie i'm just gonna be straight up honest and transparent with you guys i feel more comfortable around asians Mm. like i just naturally gravitate towards them Mm. and i find it easier to hold a conversation with them whereas around people who aren't asian holding a conversation with them is a lot harder i actually have to use my brain and think about (laughs) what i say no i totally understand what you're trying to say like i've kind of experienced being like you know the little fish in the big pond at my old workplace like Mm. majority of people there were white and it was very rare to have an Asian girl in the workplace so you know I stuck out like a sore thumb (laughs) how I kind of tried to make friends any chance that I got whether it be a coffee run whether it be like someone asking me out for lunch I would always say yes so I think that like is really key because like let's just say someone's like oh Tweed you want to go for coffee maybe you don't drink coffee right but just go for the social aspect of it because I feel like when you establish a certain routine, like let's just say um, you end up getting coffee every morning with, mm. with um, people from work or certain people, then you start getting clo- you know, closer. You start having these convos. Yeah, I wish we had this conversation before I started my job because <laughs> I remember – because I used to not drink coffee, right? Mm. So whenever people would ask me, oh, you want to go on a coffee round? I'd be like, oh, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> and the conversation would just die. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Honestly, don't do like... Don't do what I did. <laughs> but you live and you learn, girl. You live and mm. you learn. Because I feel like coffee runs or whatever, like the morning run, 50% of it is getting caffeinated and being able to stay alive. But the other big 50% of it is just the social aspect. And just being able to, like, you know, talk shit or whatever. That's, like, how it starts, Yeah. I was going to say $4 a day keeps the loneliness away. But you don't even have to, sometimes you don't even have to buy a coffee. Like what I've learned is, you know, sometimes I will buy coffee. Sometimes I'll just have tea in the office. But um, what I used to do was I just accompany them. I'd go for, Mm. I'd be like, yeah, I'll go for a walk with you just to try to start my day. Yeah. You know, get your legs moving a bit. So yeah, definitely recommend that. Um, Another thing that I did at this workplace was, Every time I go to the kitchen, 100% I'd see someone. No matter if I've seen them like a thousand times before or if I've just seen them then, I will say something. I'll be like, mm. oh, hey, how's your day going? And then strike up a conversation. Or you'd be like, oh, hey, what are you having for lunch? Oh, my God, that looks... Like, okay, I know it's like small talk and it can be cringeworthy or whatever. <laughs> but honestly, like that kind of small moment is like mm. an opportunity to then get familiar with them, yeah? yeah. Like. Take baby steps. Small talk can go a long way. It can go a long way because the next time you see them again, whether it be in the kitchen or around the office, you'll be like, oh, hey, how was, you know, the footy game that you went to on the weekend? Like, did you have a good time? That might leave a good impression with them because they're like, oh my God, like this girl, like she remembers and I appreciate that. Mm. Like, it's just these little things. And even like before when we were saying remembering your name, Mm. just remembering someone else's name it's a nice way to show them that you appreciated that like five second conversation that you had with them (laughs) like I'd even go into the toilets and like let's just say there's other girls and they're you know maybe they're doing the makeup or maybe they're washing their hands or whatever just be friendly with them I remember distinctly on my first day at my old workplace I went to the toilets um there was this girl and um I was washing my hands she was washing hands and like she seemed friendly and open and I was like okay well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say hello I was like oh hey how you going I'm new I'm Tiana blah blah Mm. and then she's like oh my god hey how you enjoying it how you liking it we ended up talking outside the toilet as well so we we both washed our hands walked out I was like so yeah I'm like heading out for lunch now um but I'm not really sure of like the places around here do you have any recommendations you know what she did like I will never forget this her name is Rachel Rachel I know you probably won't listen to this but shout out to you because this was the most loveliest thing that anyone's ever done she didn't even know me and she's like 
girl, I'm just on my way out. Do you want me to show you around? So she didn't even know me. She went out with me. She's like, hold on, I'll go get my ID. Like me and her went out and she showed me like all the restaurants, gave me a tour and and of the place. And I'm like, oh my God, like I love you. Like this is the most (laughs) sweet thing that anyone could do. And it's just so, it's just, it's a nice gesture. So I remembered when that moment happened, I'm like, I'm going to pay this forward. Like next time I see a new girl, a new guy, I'm going to, you know, offer the same thing. This is nice, you know. I think another good tip is probably if you're new, mm. ask like the existing staff how they found their feet, how they settled in, like how they mm. made friends. People might be a bit clicky, which is normal, yeah. you know. They may have worked together for a long time or whatever. But if you if you just express to them that you're open to making friends, then and if they know that, then they might invite you out next time when mm. you when they have lunch with their friends and introduce you to that. If there's one thing I took away from what you just said. A good conversation starter is, what are some good places around here to eat? Mm. I realise all the new people always ask that. Yeah. It's such a good way to like make conversation with them. And then, yeah, you might get invited to go out to lunch with them or something. Another good thing to do is don't just wait for them to organise something. Like, if you felt like you vibed with someone, like, from your small talk in the kitchen or from a coffee run, just be like, oh, hey, um, I was just wondering if you had had lunch yet or, hey, coffee run, like, mm. question mark, whatever. And yeah, just do that. And then you can slowly build your relationship or friendship. So before you know how I mentioned how I find it hard to like hold conversations with white people because I guess we don't have similar or common interests. Mm. Um, Have you figured out a way to kind of go around that and, you know, start a conversation with them? I know this is going to sound really like stereotypical. (laughs) When I've had conversations with other people, like they've kind of agreed. So I guess there's somewhat (laughs) some truth to it. But I feel like a lot of people in general really enjoy things like the Melbourne Cup, so like the horse racing, they love talking about footy. Yeah, I think like those are like two big, massive events and things that they love talking about and like the polo, like all this kind of stuff. The so what? like The polo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. it is a big thing. And then so like, I can't really relate because to be honest, I've never been to the races before. Uh, and also I have no idea about football like look i i know there's a ball involved <laughs> and, and a foot <laughs> and a foot but that's about the extent of it but like that i remember it was like footy season and they'd be like oh tiana what team do you barrack for and i'm like oh shit what team do i barrack for tiana <laughs> and then um instead of like instead of like awkwardly being like oh i actually don't really barrack for a team or like making it up completely i instead say to them what team do you barrack for? Try to convince me to barrack for your team. Oh, because, it's a nice twist. Yeah, because they love to talk about something they're passionate about, right? Like mm. people in general just love, if they're passionate about something, they'll talk for ages and ages. Like throw the ball into their court, let them yeah. be the one to convince you why Richmond is the best team ever or whatever. <laughs> I think I'm pretty lucky because with graduate programs, you're pretty much starting a job with you know, a bunch of other people who are in the same boat as you, right? Mm. So you kind of have this pool of people that you can already access to be a friend or find some good people in there. What we did was when I knew like who I vibed well with and stuff like that, where we became close, I made a group chat specifically for them. Mm. And then I made another group chat with like other people from different departments that I knew we all vibed well together. And then I would randomly pipe up and be like, oh, anyone down for Friday drinks or anyone down to go out for dinner this day? Or, you know, I would just try to make an effort to make social events and and Mm. social things happen. So yeah, definitely go to like your Friday drinks if you can or after work drinks whenever, like maybe Monday drinks. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about your workplace because... 
I think everyone's like walls are down after work. So then you can relax a bit more and you can get to know other people a bit more. Mm. And you might find out something about them that they wouldn't have mentioned in the office. Organize dinners, bowling or whatever, mm. laser tag, escape rooms. Like the list is endless, Treat mate. them as a normal person. Exactly. <laughs> Separate work and then you just see them as people. Whatever effort you put in, you'll, you'll definitely get out. Because I guess these people are also on the side where they want to make friends and Mm. stuff because you see these people for like literally half your waking hours Mm. and you know what like send the cheeky meme send the cheeky memes do so well send the cheeky gif in teams mate like that's (laughs) i love that feature just sending a gif banter oh my goodness this is a huge importance in the workplace banter like I reckon if we didn't have banter in the workplace, if all of a sudden we woke up, we were in a dystopian world, no banter was allowed, no workplace bullying was allowed. No workplace (laughs) bullying. That's fucked up. Soft workplace bullying, you know what I mean. Then the world would be a scary, terrible place because (laughs) it's just fun, you know, like roasting people, having them roast you, like you just kind of see that at the end of the day, Shits shits and gigs, all fun. And it kind of takes your mind off any work that you're doing. We hope that we've been able to offer some good tips. And if we haven't, then um, apologies for that. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm sure you guys will be able to relate in some way or another. Mm. And look, some people might find it a lot easier than others. Like, I've been at this workplace for a year and I'm not friends with everyone on my floor. You know, there have been times where I have felt like a little lonely here and Mm. there, but... You know, I'm fine with that. I have been trying to make more of a conscious effort to talk to people more, make more conversation. And I realise it does help me get through the day a lot quicker, like mm. a lot easier. And I think when you put effort into your friendships or your relationships at work, or even putting effort into how you present yourself at work, people can see it. People can feel it. People mm. know, hey, that chick puts in effort with me. I'm going to put in effort with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a two-way street. And if you give it out into the world then hopefully it'll be reciprocated in some way or some form yeah so read the vibes you know good vibes only mm-hmm. uh and stay away from you know the bad juju the bad juju <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode if you did we'd really appreciate your support if you could tell a friend about the podcast that'd be awesome mm-hmm. you know get them to follow us on spotify subscribe to us on apple podcasts and leave a cheeky review yes you can also find us on instagram at unapologetically azn and that's all folks that's all for today folks mm-hmm. have a lovely morning afternoon or evening wherever you are and whatever time you're listening to this mm-hmm. and we'll see you guys on the other side Bye.